0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Big Dog's Porch. Come on up, grab a seat, man. So, uh, anyways, today, it's Tuesday, did the weigh-in. A little bit disappointing, I only lost two pounds this week. But, uh, uh, I'll have to chalk it up to the fact that one of my uh, favorite foods was offered up to me twice last week and the first time i did good the second time i did not so and that food is pizza so i always tell people that uh my favorite food group starts with p you know pizza peanut butter pepsi right so but Like I said, the first time I did good, uh, my son had went out and bought some Little Caesars pizza, cheap, and I only had two slices and one breadstick. All bread, I know, but still, only two slices. I usually eat a whole pie by myself from Little Caesars. Then on Friday, my wife bought, store-bought pizza for... Uh, me and well her and my daughter who are on the keto diet so they bought a cauliflower pizza for them but just bought a regular old pizza for me and my son ate two slices of that one and I ate the rest of that pie now you know it was like a DiGiorno size pizza you know it wasn't super big but still it's well over a thousand calories shouldn't have done it they didn't force me to do it but I ate it I chose to stuff it down my throat and and I did. So, hence, two pounds. So I have to do better this week, right? Definitely. I mean, my goal is 450. I only got a couple weeks left to hit it. So I definitely need to uh, pick up my game. Definitely. So, you know what's interesting to me is... Uh, You know, when you start on something, (laughs) so I know a lot of y'all notice you could be talking about something to somebody on the phone, and then the next time you go on your Facebook app on your phone or Instagram or whatever, there's an ad for exactly what you was talking to your friend or family member about, right? Well, since I've been talking about weight loss and stuff like that and posting about it and... A lot more ads have popped up. Anyways, there's this one from this guy, and I've seen him several times, and I always just like eh, go past it. But for some reason, I listened to his ad today, right? Because something about it just clicked. It just, something about it just said, it just spoke to me. You know, I mean, in that first little 30 seconds, then you know, you got to swipe up to actually listen to the ad, and I did. And I'm glad I did because I I learned a few things today. And, you know, these are all things that, you know, um, I have plans on talking about over the course of this year. I didn't want to get, you know, totally like, you know, the first few weeks of talking about my weight loss, I didn't want to right away get into like, you know, nitty gritty specifics and stuff like that. But, and I'm still not, I'm not going to tell you what the ad was about. But, you know, and he said, you know, I'll give you this information for free. And then he proceeds to talk about um, these four uh, herbs and stuff. And then he says, the problem is, is there... Some of them are rare so they're expensive and you have to if you want to eat them in their raw form you have to eat a lot of them in the day and that's really hard to do in order to get the proper amountage and then if you're trying to sit there and do this and this it's really hard to do and then you know if you try to buy it in supplement form it's hard because most of these supplement companies out here are frauds Now I agree with that statement. there's too many times I have seen companies say oh we've got this we got this you know the you know take this a side berry or you know or or a kai however you want to pronounce it um take this and you know and, and it'll do this for you and this and and you know take these supplements and all it is and it's not really worth it not at all and so you know i'm i'm like you know the the problem is is that we are such easy targets us fat asses because we don't want to be fat the majority of us there are some of us that are totally fine with the way they are and i applaud you i do I'm not. I don't want to look like this. I want to sit there and be able to be, you know, fly and dapper like I used to be. I want to be able to wear a suit and tie and look good. And I know you can get one made, but I still don't think it's going to look good on this fat ass. I want to be able to walk for more than one lap around my car without needing an oxygen tank. I want my knees to stop hurting. I want my back to stop hurting. I want my ankles to stop hurting. I want my shoulders to stop hurting. I want to be able to roll over in my sleep without having to come fully awake because my fat ass can't roll over. I want to be able to sleep on my belly again You know, I used to love to sleep. You know, it's kind of like half on your side, half on your belly. You know, kind of like, you know. I want to be able to lay on my back and not feel like I'm suffocating. I want to, you know... (laughs) I want to wear clothes that, you know, that look good and say something and be stylish. And I know some of you big people out there are saying, well, you can do that being big. And I've seen some of you pull it off. That's not me. I want to walk into a restaurant and turn heads because people are going like, who is that? And women are going like, hmm. And men are going like, man, I hate him because all these women are looking at him. Even at 53 years of age. Not walk into a restaurant people look at me and wonder do they got enough food in the kitchen for this fat ass I want to be able to be able to walk into a restaurant and not have to teach the host and hostesses that my fat ass can't fit into a booth You know, Most of the time, if you don't tell them, they're going to try to sit you in a booth first, and then it's embarrassing because you go, can we have a table instead, and then they walk away from the booth, and then everybody knows why you walked away from the booth. Well, that fat ass couldn't fit in there. <clears throat> so we're easy targets, the most of us. And we'll do anything. I mean, that's why you have so many different programs out there. You got so many different exercise programs. You got so many different diet programs. And you know, the, the sad thing is, is that the the highest success rate I've, a couple years ago, I remember reading this. That's one of the reasons why Oprah Winfrey got involved with them was because they had a 38 percent success rate. 38 percent. We're celebrating that. That means they have a 62 percent failure rate. I mean, I understand we celebrate, like, you know, 30, you know, batting 300 in baseball. That's different, right? But it's only 38%. And I, and I honestly and truthfully believe that that a lot of times they're going at it the wrong way. I really do. You know, I, I say I'm, I'm why-centric, not what-centric, not how-centric, right? When I talk to people, I, I talk to them about their Why? I don't want to know about your past. (laughs) See, your past is your past. Now, we have all had instances in our life that leave a mark. They're significant instances, right? They leave a mark. They leave a... Uh, Well, the way I think of it is, is that they leave a gravitational pull, all right, that keep us anchored in the past. And then every time we relive it, it doesn't allow us to move forward. We all have that. We all have those moments. Some of them are just not good moments, some of them are traumatic moments. And those that are those of us that have the traumatic moments, I hope you are seeking help for those. Cause remember the things that I talk about as far as, you know doing things on your own for yourself, to help yourself, to better yourself. They're not for the, you know, that's that's not for the people who are deeply suffering, the, the people that are deep in the throes of depression. Um, and, yeah, I know that I have kind of done this on my own. I mean, I had a friend, you know, who helped, but, you know, I'm, I'm not talking to a professional. I'm talking to you guys. I know that. I understand that. But I strongly suggest that you know you go and you talk to somebody. You have spiritual problems, go talk to somebody that's spiritual. I'm not telling you to go talk to somebody that's a Christian. If that's not what you want, then don't go talk to a Christian leader. If you want to talk to anything else, just go. Discover your own spirituality. Told y'all at the beginning of this show, this that I, this podcast that I started doing. I am a Christian. I am a believer in God, Jehovah Jesus. I am not ashamed of that. I will not turn my back on that. I will not, you know, deny him. But I'm also not one of these people that are telling you that if you don't believe the way I believe, you are absolutely wrong. So when I start talking about my belief system, my faith, don't think that I'm starting to preach. Don't think that I'm starting to condemn if you don't agree. Seek your own, your own answers. That's why he gave us brain and logic and reason. If you have the emotional problems that we talked about, like we talked about the other day, seek help. Mental problems seek help. Physical problems seek help. And even the financial problems seek help. Now, for those ones that are like truly suffering, you know, in those areas... You know what I'm saying for the rest of us who are, you know, are getting by our wheel is just a little bit out of balance. And, you know, if we all we got to do is short up. There's a lot of things that we can do on our own to fix those things. I've talked about it before reading. I've talked about it before. Like you can go on YouTube and right now you can go on YouTube on my YouTube. And you can sit there and go into my my network, my channel go into my saved and I have several different saved categories. one of them says motivational. And I've got like 10 to 12 different videos in there that I listen to, not all of them. I'll, one or two of them daily. Look, there's a lot of great programs, exercise programs out there, right? I mean, the P90X. Uh, what's that one from Sean T. Hill? Insanity, right? Oh, I heard that one was really good. And then, you know, they got the one for like women's Brazilian butt lift exercise programs. It's an Exercise program to make your butt look good, right? Hey. But there's a lot of other exercises out there, right? I remember one time I read this book called Eating for Your Blood Type. Now, there's some good information in there and stuff. But the one problem I had is that every single blood type, you're not allowed to eat pepper. Black pepper, black ground pepper, you're not allowed to eat it. It's, it's not good for any of the blood types. <laughs> I put pepper on everything just about it. Like, I mean, I I put pepper on everything, like, all the way up to ice cream, bro. I'm kidding, but you get, nah, forget that mess. I'm not allowed to eat pepper? Shit. Let me be fat then. <laughs> That's what I said back then. But anyways, this ad, like I said, was just talking about certain things that I, you know, I plan to talk on. We're going to. You know, we're gonna sit there and go into, you know, you know, things that I, I truly believe you should talk to your doctor about. I, should, I you know, if you have a nutritionist, I, things I believe you should talk to your nutritionist about. Things that I have found works for me. And listen, I'm you know, four hundred eighty four pounds. I'm losing 289 pounds this year. I know I got to pick it up, right? Two pounds a week ain't gonna cut it. But I did the math on it, right? So if I, if you know, you break it down to 12 months. It's 24.083 pounds a month. Divide that by four weeks. You're a little bit over six pounds a week. So the first week I was four. Second week I was only two. So. But. I haven't even I haven't even really implemented the you know the 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 big the big guns yet. You know I'm I'm still doing little things. I'm still doing the little things of you know the smaller plate, the smaller portions. Putting my fork down, eating slower so that my brain can register your full. Stop. But there's there's other things that are involved, and, and we we are and we do have to look at those. There are hormones involved. There are, there's your metabolism involved. There's there's things that can naturally boost your metabolism. You know, besides speed and meth and all that other crap. I mean, like legitimately, there's things that can boost your metabolism, like hot pepper. Like, seriously, the capsaicin in hot peppers that, you know, give it the heat, right? It's a natural metabolism booster. Natural. So you're thinking like, whoa, how how can I get that? Just eat a jalapeno in the morning for breakfast. And not the pickled ones, you know. They're good. Yes, I know. Go get a fresh jalapeno. Cut it up. If you don't want it as hot as it can be, get the seeds out. Dice it up. Put it in your omelet. Put it in your scrambled eggs. Add a little bit of red pepper flake. there's ways to do it. You know, all those ads, you know, when, when you start your journey and all of a sudden your phone picks up on the fact that you start your journey because it realizes what you're posting on Instagram and on your Facebook and on your Twitter account. So it starts sending you ads about that stuff, right? <clears throat> then what? Well, you, can, you can look at it. You can listen to it. And you can get some pretty good information from it. And then you can decide whether or not you want to incorporate some or all of those things. If you want to invest into the supplements, that's your choice. Me, I, I, I look at it different. I look at it for the information. And then I look to see if there's any other way that I can get the same effects without having to buy that person's product. It's the same way, like, I don't know if your state requires automobile inspections. I Our state does. The state of Virginia requires an inspection, a yearly inspection of your vehicle to make sure it's safe to operate on the, the roads. And when I was younger, I used to take it in. And, you know, every place used to always find something wrong with the car. I mean, I, my car never passed on the first time around. So... I just started telling places, you will not do the repair work. I'm taking it someplace else to do the repair work, and I'll bring it back to be inspected. When you tell a place that, you find how (laughs) really quickly your car passes. Because, unfortunately, some of these garages out here fail you just so they can get work you know like i had one place one time fail me because i had a light bulb out um over my uh um license plate in the back and i had extra bulbs in my car and i said well i have extra bulbs in my car just put it in well it'll cost us it'll we'll have to charge you Thirty bucks to put it in. Thirty bucks to put it in. They was like, "Yeah, thirty bucks to put it in." I said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Is that the only thing that failed me? Yes. I walked out to my car, put it in. I said, "Reinspect it." And honestly, and truthfully, in the state of Virginia, on. The, the rules are you're, you're only supposed to look at what you failed, right? And that's to prevent you from going, finding anything new, which they used to do, and they changed that along the way. It used to be you take it in, they'd stop the inspection as soon as they found something that failed. You'd fix that, then they would continue with the inspection. Oh, here's something else. Fix that, and then, oh, here's something else. And then they said, no, you can't do that anymore. You have to give them everything that failed at once. So, is that the only thing that failed? Yes, the light bulb. Great. Hold on. Went outside. Took me 10 minutes to change it because I didn't have a screwdriver. So, I had to use my pocket knife that didn't have a screwdriver on it either. But I had to use the blade to take out the little, the, you know, the, the little bolt that was holding it in. Did that. Put the light bulb in. And uh, um, and was Done. You know the little the two little screws that held the cover. You know of the light bulbs. Anyways, put it put the new one in. Done. Reinspect it. Five minutes later, they came out. So your car's ready. Here's your thing. Receipt. Go. So a lot of times I do the same thing when people are when I I know that they're trying to push a product. And I I knew that somewhere along the line, this guy was going to try to push a product too. And, but I still listened. Because what he was talking about, I think I might be suffering from. And so I I wanted to, to know. And you have to listen to a lot of garbage about a lot of other things to finally get to the information you wanted, which was four ingredients. And, and to be honest with you, I don't remember three of them, but I remember one of them. <laughs> Isn't that something? So i you know, but I'm going to go find it now. You go to health food store. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to incorporate it into my smoothies or my shakes. But we um we you know, we go through and we're all the ones of us who are not happy at at our size, and we're trying to get down to a better size. We're just looking for a life raft floating to us. You know what I'm saying? Life preserver, something for us to grab onto, something for us to hope in. And, and a lot of people in this industry know that, and they take advantage of it. Listen, I, I've I've come to realize that a lot of people a lot of personal trainers a lot of nutritionists they don't they don't care they say they care but they don't care i mean it's it's funny that personal trainers don't right because You would, you would think that as a personal trainer, your best advertisement is somebody who went from 500 pounds, damn near me, 16 pounds away, to 195 pounds, which is where I want to be, 195 to 205 in that range. So let's go to the bottom of that range, 195. It's almost 300 pounds lost. You would think that that would be good advertisement. Yo, big dog, how'd you do it? Dude, you know that personal trainer, Sam? Yeah. Man, he helped me from start to finish. Now, there are some people in the industry that do care. And you you possibly could have one of them. And great. See, to me, it doesn't make sense on a business sense, right? Because if people know that I'm losing weight, and let's say I lose weight, and then all of a sudden I hit that plateau, and you can't motivate me through that plateau, and then I gain it all back, then that reflects on you as the personal trainer. See, a lot of personal trainers don't feel that way. They, They feel it's a reflection on the person. Because he didn't have the willpower. No, you're my personal trainer. You're supposed to motivate me through when when I hit the rough spots. See, but you just think yelling and screaming and like, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it is is all it takes. See, but that's why I, I am a why centric person. I wanna I wanna find out why. I don't want to find out why you got fat. I don't care about that. I really don't. See, what I'm trying to do, because, you know, as I said, we all have things that happen in our life that create these gravitational pulls in in our life, right? They, you know, so what we need to do, what I endeavor to do, is to create a singularity in your future. Something that is so powerful that it breaks all of those chains to those gravitational spots in, in your past. And listen, I, again, I, like I said, I understand if some of those are really traumatic experiences. you need professional help, then get the professional help to break those chains, to break that that's holding you back. What I endeavor to do with people is to find a, or to help them create that singularity in their future that has a greater gravitational pull than anything else. And you know what that singularity is? Come on, is any of you answering? It's a dream. a dream to hike the appalachian trail even at 50 plus years of age and probably by the time i get around to be able to do that i'm going to be over 55 but i will be 55 56 and styling and profiling as i sit there and start in stone mountain georgia uh stone mountain georgia and hike all the way up to maine in six months through hike that bitch and i hope that I have somebody to walk the whole thing with me. And if not, I hope that some of y'all say, I can hike this part with you. Can I come out and hike it with you? Boom, got a deal. I look forward to sitting down and planning the drop shipments to each of the post offices that go along the way. And dude, it's like they you know, they that they, they have that. And then it's there. So when we walk up on that town, you just go into that Dagon post office, you pick up the supplies you go, because you can't carry a six month worth of supply of food. So what you do is you carry two weeks at a time. You know, you you, you have a little bit of laundry detergent so you can do your laundry once, right? And then every two weeks you got a new set of clothes coming new laundry detergent, new things. With with the technologies we got now, you know what I'm saying, you you know, cell phones, other things that, you know, so new batteries that come because you can't charge your batteries. So you, you send like three or four batteries so that you have it, you know, um, you know, or a battery chart, a couple of battery chargers, you know, small ones that can sit there and recharge your your music, iPod, your phone, whatever. If you want to take that stuff along. Or if you're like me who wants to take a camera along, my GoPro, I'm going to need batteries for that. And then each one of these towns that you stop into, hey, look, you can go and you can go to the store, right? If they have a store in there, you can go to the store, you can buy some fresh meat, that you, you know that you're going to use that night or maybe the next day that's it you know you want it to be you know used in a day right you can't you can't buy you know anything longer than that right but all your supplies are sent taken care of so you have to pack all that stuff and you have to plan it out so that you're hitting these spots Oh, I can't wait. What do you want to do? I want to I want to go to Hawaii and and surf the waves, but but not like these young guys, you know, who you know or you know riding these big waves you know give me at my age now give me a boogie board i'll be good with that you, you know what I, when i was younger i used to want to do the surfboard I already told you i want to go skydiving in the state of virginia you got to do i think you got to do 10 jumps 10 tandem jumps 10 it's either 10 or 20 tandem jumps before you can jump on your own I mean there's I mean come on this is the reason why Einstein said Im- imagination is more important than knowledge What are you imagining right now that you could do if you weren't fat If you weren't living with depression If you weren't holding yourself back. If you actually believed in yourself and didn't continually put yourself down. I do a lot of self-deprecating humor, and you'll notice a lot of fat people do, right? It's a defense mechanism, because if I make fun of myself before you then that kind of lets you know you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, what is the self-deprecating humor really doing? Is it helping or hurting? I'm actually starting to come to realize now that probably not the best thing. I'm starting to realize now that I'm just reinforcing these negative connotations, this negative viewpoint of myself every time I put myself down. Now, acknowledging that I'm fat, I don't think of that as putting myself down when I say I'm fat. Or that I'm a fat ass. Because that's the truth. And I, I'm not one of these people that need to be politically correct and go like, oh, I'm just weight challenged. No, fuck, what the fuck is that? I'm fat. I'm not obese. Obese is offensive to me. Obese is a clinical word. Designed to take the sting away by medical professionals because they think we are too emotionally unstable as fat people to handle being called fat So we use this clinical word this clean word, right? Obese and obesity So it sounds legitimate I mean it is a medical condition. I'm fat uh, yeah, you know, obesity, right? But you make it like a medical condition, like there's that I virtually have no control over it. And don't get me wrong. there are somebody some people with thyroid problems and that that have medical reasons for being fat. I understand that. I have a friend who lives in South Africa, and um, unfortunately, her mother passed away due to um, uh, weight issues and her aunt her mother's sister just recently passed away I think I think she let me know this past November she passed away as well from the same issues she, she just couldn't keep her weight in check and she kept getting swollen the doctor would put on these diets she wouldn't stick to them See, that's the reason why diet is a four-letter word to me. Because, see, and I think that's one of the things that the guy said on the, in that first minute, you know, where you decide whether or not you're going to take your shot or not, right? And, and he said something there about unsustainable diets. And he's so true. Most of these diets out here are unsustainable. Because they are so restrictive. They take things away. And I understand that some of the things need to be taken away because they're not good for you. But the problem is, is that when you take it away, you just crave it that much more, right? So you've heard me say before, my mom comes from Germany. Over in Germany, they really don't have a drinking age. They do, I think it's 16. But there are so many times you can walk in, and you can see, you know, a kid around 10, 12 years old sitting with his parents, sipping on a glass of wine at dinner, or maybe with their dad, you know, in, in a, you know, you know, at their little pub down the street, having pretzels and a beer. Right now, granted, it ain't a big, big big stein of beer. You know, it's not, you know, it's in a small little glass. It's not frowned upon over there, right? They don't have the underage drinking problem that America has. They don't have the teenage alcoholic alcoholism rate that America has. Why? Because we put this taboo on alcohol hell as a country we even tried to prohibit it at one time remember prohibition and i think that's why you get so many young people that you know especially young men young boys who sit there and try to prove their manhood by how much they can drink stupid you don't, you don't have that problem as widespread in Germany as you do here. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you've got some young people over there that abuse it just like they do over here. But it, as far as, you know, on a percentage basis, it's nowhere near America. So you know I forgot what I was going to say. Wow. This happens every so often. See this is this is this is actually one of the symptoms of what that video was about, which is what it interested me. But um I used to not forget where I was going with the conversation as much as I do nowadays. So, yeah, the, you know, the point I was trying to make is, when you make something taboo, right? So taking something away, like you know th- like making the alcohol, you know, for a certain age. I mean, granted, I I also understand some of the thinking behind it that you know, you want to make sure that the person is mature enough to to handle alcohol. Well, that's only because of the fact of our views. Cuz trust me, a lot of the European countries, the kids are sipping alcohol, starting to, you know, th- sipping now. And I'm not talking full glasses. I'm talking about a sip from mama's glass or, you know, or daddy's glass or whatever, wine, beer, the the work, champagne, right? I'm, you know, but, but they're doing it, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. They're sipping, having a little sip, you know. Um, so by the time they get to 16, 17, 18 years old, they've been raised with it. There's already a maturity level with it. You know, I joke with people that I was weaned from the milk bottle to the beer bottle because my mom was German. It's not true, but I I remember plenty of times when I was nine, 10, 11 years old, if my mom would have a glass of wine, if I wanted to have a sip, she would give me a little sip little sip and i remember I'd because you know it doesn't agree with a little nine ten year old palate. Num, 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 num. and then i was 12 13 years old and she would have us you know saluting you know toasting on new year's eve with a little glass of champagne you know a swallow and the little bubbles tickle your nose I remember that. I I think that's one of the reasons why I'm 52 years old. And I've only been drunk three times in my life. At 52, 53 this year, 53 years of age, I've only been drunk three times in my life. The last time was over 30 years ago. Well, 30 years ago. Yeah. So... I mean, you know, I just—that's why these diets, these so restrictive diets, they're 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 unsustainable. Now, don't get me wrong; a lot of these diets—they have a purpose. And and I mean the ones that 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 truly are d- do good. Like you know, there is some of these diets out here. It's like, oh, on this diet you can eat anything you want. Or you know, it's like what? Like how does that work? <laughs> like seriously, how does that work? I don't understand how that works. I can eat anything I want. And I'm still going to lose weight. How? Or. This is the chocolate diet. As long as you eat a pound of chocolate a day, you're going to lose weight. How does that work? I don't understand. I just really don't understand. Or, you know, but there are some things out there like, you know, the keto diet, right? And the keto diet sits there and basically, you know, if you all understand it, it puts your body in ketosis, right? Ketosis is... where your body's not burning sugar for energy, it's burning fat, and so you can lose a lot of weight fairly quickly on a keto diet. the The problem is, is that you're cutting out carbs, okay? And carbs is a basic energy. So what happens when you get your fat to a healthy, be you know, body level, right? you can't really sustain the keto anymore I mean if you get your body down to six seven percent body fat that's you know they I mean honestly and truthfully a lot of a lot of the studies that I've read is like you know 10 11 12 percent body fat is, is is deemed healthy right good and yes there are some freaks it's like around the six six percent. You know, six, seven, eight percent body fat—they're under ten percent, which might be fine for them. They can they can sit there and do it. I think I actually read about this one marathoner that was like a two percent body fat. Like, wow, that's just like, oh, man, I just couldn't imagine that. But that that because those people they couldn't do a keto diet because they really don't have the body fat to lose, right? So. So once you get down, the point is, is once you get down to a certain thing, it, it it doesn't work anymore. You need to put the carbohydrates back into your system, into your rotation, into your diet, in order to sit there and provide energy. Right? I mean, because if you continue to eat fat-based products for your body to burn, you're also running the risk of sitting, of, of increasing cholesterol and and you know the all a lot of other bad things so it's a short term that's the point of the unsustainable diet Now you know there are there are people out there who you know go vegetarian and go vegan and I applaud them. If that's what you want to do. You go for that. I'm I'm a believer that my molars were created to masticate meat and I'm going to be a meat eater till the day I die. However, having said that, I definitely want to get to a point where I am eat, consuming. Uh. Good meat versus bad meat, huh? You say? Well, I, I want to get away from eating the meat that they use hormones to accelerate their growth. I want to get a uh, so like with my beef, I get it through Butcher Box. Uh, it's all grass-fed, which is good for you there's actually studies that show that grass-fed beef is really good for you right doesn't put in hormones and then because they use the hormones to accelerate the growth they need to pump it full of antibiotics and then you take all that stuff you eat it because it's in the flesh same thing with the pork same thing with the chicken I really want to cut the pork down, I mean, like, down, down to, well, for a while, because, you know, you heard me talking about the life force plan, which is basically very similar to a keto diet, but it, it serves another purpose. It serves also a purpose to detox you from the candida yeast, right? So, but that one, I'm not allowed pork. Until like, well, the full it's like eighteen week program. It's an eighteen week cleanse. But you see the the thing about that is so for six weeks it is extremely restrictive. What you can eat, extremely. But then week seven you start introducing foods back. And and I remember the first time I read it, I sat there and looked at it and. I didn't and I understand it, I just followed it. And then the more I looked at it, I started to understand, like, oh, I understand why we're adding the foods back at in the, the way that he's adding the food back. Because a lot of the time, the other thing that his program do, if you use his supplements, right, it cleanses, you know, cleanses out any parasites, any fungal and the and the yeast out of your system and then and then it puts probiotics which redevelops your gut health so as you're adding these foods back every 2 weeks a, a different groups of food you have 2 weeks to find out if because if you have food allergies or foods that you're um, what's the word I'm not I don't want to sit there and necessarily say al- allergic to because you know everybody thinks then, oh need an epipen and stuff like that, but there are, there are foods that you're sensitive to, right? that that have a negative effect on you, you know? like like there are some people that are lactose intolerant, right? Well, dairy is one of the last things that you add back in this program. But as you go through, you add other things back in. And then as you're eating those things for two weeks, you, you find out and you go like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not feeling good. I'm not, you know, this, something's going on. What's not right? What did I add back? Oh, I added this back. Let me take that back. Back out of my diet for the next two weeks when I add something else back and see how I feel. Oh, I felt good. Okay, now I know to stay away from red jelly beans. Because red jelly beans just makes me crazy. You understand? The same thing you need to do, and I've told my wife and daughter this since they are doing a keto diet, and they've cut out all these different all these different carbs. I said, well, when you start to add the carbs back in, you should do it progressively, right? You should, okay, we'll add these carbs in. Okay, body's handling that just fine. Add these carbs back in. Okay, body's handling that just fine. Okay, add these. You know what I'm saying? And find the ones that you're sensitive to or insensitive to or, you know, whatever. And that that starts to cause you problems. And then you limit your access to those products because they might be the reason, you know, that screws your gut health up and your gut health. Man, I'm telling you. And they're, they're finding this out now or they might have known about it but it's just really starting to come out now about your gut health like i know they've talked about probiotics and stuff like that for a few years now but really honestly and truthfully you know these they're they're you know they're really um you know like i hear so much now from from different sources about your gut health and they're not just talking in the case of probiotics. They're talking just about in in general, like your gut health, how much it affects everything, and it does. And you know, we need to address that. We need to deal with that. There's there's so many other things too. Look, you know, for men, and I, I speaking to men right now. Not telling the women to tune out, but for men. What is the number one hormone for men to help you lose weight? I think I heard a lot of people saying it, testosterone. And there is a lot, you know, of people that are, you know, saying that they're low T. Well, you know, there are certain foods. And look, I have to give that guy credit on that video that I just watched today that started off this whole show, right? He, he said, look, I've got four foods right here. One of these actually hurts your testosterone level. What are they? And he, he gave, you know, dark chocolate, uh, mango, flaxseed, and something else. Uh, I don't remember the fourth one. Which what which is it? It's the flaxseed. Now we've been told how healthy flaxseed is for us, right? And flaxseed has a lot of good benefits. They're very high in fiber and other things. But what flaxseed also has is, is an enzyme that that causes your body to produce estrogen. Well, in men, that's not good. Because if your body's produced an estrogen, the estrogen counteracts the testosterone, or oh, your body doesn't produce as much testosterone. So now all of a sudden you got low T, and then you go to the doctor, and the doctor says you got low T. I did. I was told I had low T, and he gives you this gel that you got to rub into your shoulders, or you take these shots, you get these shots, and you these things to boost your testosterone over there. But there is another thing in your body that we will discover on this journey that screws that whole plan up. Look, it's... it. You know, weight loss is not simple. It is a complex because everybody is slightly different, and that's why I'm going over a lot of and that I really, really, really hope and pray. My goal is to to, to get, us you know, um, listeners, I actually, um, you know, I've said before, write it down, and then, you know, I had written down some things, but not. I really didn't follow my own advice, right? And then Steve Harvey said, "Write it down." I said, "Okay." So (laughs) I want to have. What is it here? So this is my dream list. I would like to have. a hundred thousand people following my podcast. That's that's just my first goal: is to get us to a hundred thousand. So, and we have a lot to unpack. I mean, there there's so many different things, and and hopefully, you know, once I hit that goal. Then I can I can you know talk to a few nutritionists, a few bariatric doctors that I know and and say, I would really love for you to come and and do my show to give out some good information. Because again, I don't want to be the source. I want to be the portal. There's a difference. If I'm the source, then you're always looking to me. If I'm the portal, then I'm teaching you how to find it on yourself. You know, there's an old adage. Give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. I just want to be the portal. I want to teach you how to fish. But again why centric let's create a singularity in your future that is more powerful than all of those gravitational points in your past that that pulls you towards it with such ferocity such force that you can't you can't resist it. And it's your dream. Uh, you know, I've, I've told people before, and I'm going to finish on this. If your dreams aren't waking you up in the middle of the night, you're not dreaming big enough. My dreams wake me up every night. My fat ass wakes me up every night too because I have to roll over. Oh, there's that self-deprecating humor. Didn't I say I was gonna work on that? But seriously though, my dreams wake me up. I am on the journey of my life. I'm chasing my dreams. I'm a dreamer. I'm a dream builder. What about you? Join us next time on Big Dog's Porch. Let's do this.